Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Good Grow Great podcast. This is Talia Toha. So good seeing you and welcome back to uh, this uh, podcast. And this is the Growth Amplifiers uh, segment where we take you into day-to-day challenges, right? All the way to high-level challenges in your work, in your life, in your business, right? In your hobbies or interests. And what are some ways that we can really, really start to create these massive momentums? And that's actually what we're going to be talking about is specifically today is momentum. Now, I know that for a lot of our listeners who are listening in um, almost, I think, a third of the countries here in the world, it, which is so cool, I wanted to um, address some of the questions that you guys have brought up, which is, Talia, I don't have time. I'm so busy. I always feel like I never have time for myself, for anything, just to relax. And these things keep coming up, right? And uh, it's almost like the uh, it doesn't matter whether you're just starting out or whether you're all the way far ahead in your work or whether you are in your 20s or you're in 40s. It really doesn't matter because everyone is tight on time. Everyone is given you know 24 hours in a day. And while we don't talk specifically about all of these little tweaks and like schedules that we want to talk that, that a lot of people talk about, uh, I believe in living you know beyond your work, and I li- I believe that truly, truly, because I I personally I don't think that you need to be a big name to make a big impact, and I believe that everyone can be a small giant, and therefore small things can really, really create massive and big impact. And small things can really make big wins for you in your work and in your life. And so what are some things that we can do, small things that we can do that can really, really up level and dial up that, you know, just getting you towards where you want to go and advancing your cause, your mission, and what really drives you here at your work and and in in your life, which I think is super duper important. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. So much to to unpack, but so little time as we talked about. And so before we begin, make sure that you hit that save, download, follow, subscribe, add or collect button, because we're going to be talking more about this than ever, I think particularly this year when you guys are so, so busy. So hit that button so that every time we publish, you guys get it uh, immediately in your tablet and immediately in your phone. And it's just ready to go. Uh, and even if you don't have Wi-Fi, you can always, always listen to it. And you know, just go to the ones that really, really are uh, important to you. So I'm so excited to dive in. Growth Solvers, let's get started. Okay, you guys, so I had this issue uh, not too long ago, and occasionally this still comes up for me, and I feel like whenever I am, you know, in transit um, in my day or in my week, maybe I'm traveling somewhere for work, um, for business, or maybe I'm, uh, you know, going on a trip or something, and I'm going on, um, or even just on the weekends, perhaps going to the grocery store with the lines that's happening right now and being in the car or for some people in the subway. These uh, moments of transition 
often without us realizing, really eat up a lot of our day, right? And just think about it, right? Each day, how long do you guys spend in the car, maybe going to whatever, work, pick up your kids, you know, do something, you know, go work out. How many times, um, how many minutes do you know um, you've spent in those uh, in those areas uh, in your 24-hour day? Now, I know that most people sleep six hours to eight hours a day, right? And we eat, what, like at least three hours a day, <laughs> hopefully, because if you're not eating, then that's not good. Um, but, you know, like, so these transition moments in our day is actually really make up a lot of our time. And rightfully so, because these things are important to us. But what if we can really maximize 15 minutes? What if we can, um, you know, turn that 15 minutes into being able to get a whole hour done, right? What if we can uh, be able, we can take like one hour um, and turn it into really checking and crossing off like a whole three hour worth of work? That's interesting, right? What if we can do that? Now, the reason why I do this is because I, I had noticed that you know, um, I think my my family is really important to me, and I know that some of you guys who have kids, who uh, maybe have important clients that you are really, really caring and is near and dear to your heart, it's really important that we show up to serve in front of and for these people who need us in our lives, right? And so the way that we can do that, though, is only if what? Only if what, you guys? Only if we actually have time to give, right? Uh, and it's, if, if we're clogged up with all of these things that we're doing and we're over kind of tired, exhausted, overburdened, there's nothing left to give. And they're at a disservice. And not only they're at a disservice, your, your work is going to suffer. And that's not a good feeling because I've, I've definitely been in the space where I worked so hard and so much that I haven't really focused on, you know, just kind of rejuvenating. I haven't focused on, okay, what's wrong here in the schedule of my day or my week or my month such that this keeps happening, that, you know, I feel like the work suffer and the life suffer. And I feel like the, um, you know, the work is owning the life rather than the life owning the work. Something that I always, always advocate and share with my students, all of you guys in, you know, 60 plus countries around the world and I think what's really, really crucial to me, first and foremost, is to be able to uh, focus on the people. And so when we look at the people and we look at our process and the way that we're doing things, I get kind of surprised because I notice that every time I start and stop something, right, the starting and stopping takes a ton of energy. It's kind of like going on an airplane and that lift off, right? If you guys remember, most of you guys, I'm sure, fly, have flown and maybe regularly fly. But, um, but you know how like when you ju- you're at the runway and the pilot in the front, you know, after they do their whole, you know, interesting kind of finger dance, <laughs> you know, and kind of movement toward the exit that we're like, we have no idea where it is. The, the pilot would then go, okay, we're going to start to take off make sure you fasten your seatbelt, all of these things. And you're just kind of waiting, right? You're waiting. And then when you hear that engine below you and you're sitting in your chair, right? Everything, you can't read anything. It's just, um, you know, because they don't 
allow that. You, you have to like, uh, you have to just kind of sit there and wait and you feel that the engine is really, really churning, right? And in some cases, I sometimes feel that it's, it's never going to get up because the engine is so heavy sometimes and it sounds like they're like, ah, you know, like that's, that's the sound that it makes. And you're kind of going, oh my, like this, this is a lot of work for this to, to take off. And you realize that the lift off and the takeoff burns a lot of the fuel. It burns so much, right? And it continues to do so all the way until I don't know how high they usually fly, but 30,000 feet, let's say, above ground. They keep doing it when they go up and up and up and up. Like the engine just keeps going and going and going and just burning and burning and burning. And even as a passenger, though we try to be made more comfortable in our seats and everything, you can still feel it, right? That something is working really hard here. And then interestingly, though, once it got to a certain elevation, things started to turn and things started to just kind of take it easy, right? It just started to ease off and, and really just start to glide. And you no longer feel like there's this constant push and you feel like you're now on this beautiful just um, floating ride, which it is, of course, but it is interesting to see the difference between the start and the takeoff and the liftoff and that portion where you're, you're already in the middle and you're already going, right? And this has to do with momentum and starting and trying to create and do momentum and, and just regenerate and restart momentum takes a lot of energy. And I think this is true even at a ground level where we're day to day, whenever we're starting something, you know, even with cooking, for instance, if you guys like to cook, I know I enjoy cooking every now and then, like firing up the gas and the stove, like it takes forever to get the pans hot. Um, sometimes like, you know, 10, 15 minutes in, um, in certain cases. But once the pan is hot, it's the the cooking is easy, you know, like you just throw the bunch of the stuff in there um, and then you cook another dish because the pot is already hot. You don't have to restart. Right. And so not only does that startup um, time cost us energy, cost us a lot of, uh, you know, our, our brain power, cost us a lot of attention, but it also actually costs us probably without us realizing some, some monetary um, figures, right? Without us realizing it. So whenever like I look at my day um, and when I actually started to think, you know what, what can we do to make 15 minutes uh, a little bit more optimized, maximized? I realized that it's the starting and stopping that's burning. And it's, it's the kind of regenerating. It's the kind of choppy, you know, start to finish that's very seam, lots of seams everywhere and just really, really jagged. Those are the things that usually create um, difficulty because, you know, the, the, you have to ramp it up again. And that takes a lot of energy. Not And we, we're not even talking about taking a lot of just kind of mental willpower, right, to get started. Similar like going to the gym, half of the battle is going to the gym. Of course, we can't live in the gym, but I'm just saying, you know, from a practical standpoint, starting and stopping really, really can hurt 
your process. And if we want to take ownership over our lives and our work, and we don't want to have to wake up every day feeling like, you know, there's a hundred things to do. And at the end of the day, feeling like the hundred, um, you didn't even get one done. That's what we want to avoid. So what can we do for, you know, in, let's say in, in transit for 15 minutes, right? And let's just say that you're waiting in line at the grocery store for the cashier for, you know, to get in perhaps if there's a line to get in, or maybe you're, I don't know, at the gas station and you're trying to fire up that, that car, or maybe you're, um, who knows, you're waiting for your, for takeout to kind of arrive Right. And what's interesting is people usually come to me. (laughs) Some some students go to me and be like, I don't have time. And when I look at if you look at the schedule, the reality is there is time. But the question is, how are we using it? Right. And so and this is true for me, too. I mean, for a long time, I struggled with this as well because I wanted that beautiful, long two, three hour chunks of time when I have no interruption and I'm on the ball, and that's when I, I wanted to do it. But I wasn't honoring the 15 minutes here. I wasn't honoring the 30 minutes there. And I wasn't even honoring the hour here and there uh, throughout the week that I can actually turn into uh, a full two hour, three hour, four hours, even six hours worth of work in that short amount of time. So the question is, how can we maximize 15 minutes um, when you're in transit, when you're on the go, when you're doing things and, you know, start to kind of create that momentum so that your work is not suffering, your business is not suffering. You're still able to get people on board, still able to, um, you know, get people who raise hands enthusiastically and say, I want to work with you. This is exciting and all these things. So for me, what's interesting is when you look at some of the most productive people, top performers, meaningful and purpose-driven people in the world, they are masters at creating momentum. Now, they're not masters at becoming masterful, but they're masters at creating momentum. What, what do I mean? Okay, some of you guys are like, Talia, what on earth does that mean? So the, I think some of the biggest hiccup that really screw up our day and our work is that we want mastery. We want perfection and we want 100%, right? I mean, who doesn't? I'm guilty of this as well. I love when I'm able to get all of the things done and it just feels fantastic. But the reality is life isn't created that way, right? You're not meant to, and your body probably is not programmed to go on 14 straight hours of full work. Now, some people do this with some breaks in between, but not only does that take much maintenance and, um, and uh, really, really uh, careful attention, um, you also will need equal amount of break afterwards. Now, I noticed this is true for people who are in the film industry. They work 14-hour days, 16, 18, sometimes longer days, and they do that for months on end, and then they take half of a year off, um, you know, just not doing anything. Of course, they're doing other things in the meantime, but because it's so grueling, right, at the outset, you have to take the equal amount of intense break. And so there is, if you're running a business or if you are working professionally, if you're wanting to care for people that you're looking to show up and serve, whether that's personally or professionally, 
that amount of break can really, really get, it depends on what you're doing, but it can absolutely create inconsistencies. And so just be mindful. You can definitely do it that way where you're batching things very intensely, but then you're also needing a total um, plug out. I remember when I was doing things this way, very intensely, like multiple things in a row without the proper breaks, I was burnt out. I just, I mean, I had blown off entire careers because of it. You know, I'm just like, no, I'm not going to do that because the memory that I took away from it was, um, it was just horrible. That's the memory that I took away, even though it isn't, right? It doesn't have to be that horrible. But because it was a process that was not friendly to what aligns in my life, my schedule, what's important to me, it starts to corrode and what was beautiful become beastly. And I, I, I know, of course, there's this glorification of beast mode and, you know, hustling and all that, all good, you know, hats off to you for if that's your style, just fine. But um, that's not what worked for me. So I think you have to realize that momentum isn't really that starting and stopping because um, starting and stopping creates uh, and it requires a lot of energy and at the two ends of the spectrum. So very difficult to maintain and a lot of uh, not a lot of people are are able to make that something that is uh, sustainable, something that works for them in the long run. So my advocacy and obviously my my encouragement is to rather than uh, focusing on creating mastery is to create momentum. Yes, even in the 15 minute time frame. What do I mean by that? Now, what I mean is that when you're waiting online um, or you're waiting for, let's say you're ordering dinner and you've got 15 minutes to kill, right? So um, yes, you can go and, and watch YouTube videos while, while you know taking a dump or whatever it is. <laughs> um, but uh, think about just become a little bit more thoughtful and purposeful. Okay, I can do that 15 minutes and if that really... Um, you know, kind of give me more energy, perfectly fine, whatever. But um, you can also take that 15 minutes. And since you're already out and about, right, what about doing things that um, are perhaps usually taking up your time um, and energy during your prime hours, right? Doesn't take a lot of brain power. What if like you use that 15 minutes as an opportunity to respond to 15 emails? Now, a lot of you guys are like, Talia, I can't respond to 15 emails in 15 minutes. I beg to differ. I say, yes, you can, because I know that a lot of my friends who's run successful, successful uh, endeavors and are just this beautiful, purposeful um, and purpose-driven people, really, really um, giving in their nature they usually take this time to send out uh, emails just real quickly, you know, and it's sometimes it's just a one-liner. Yes, let's do that. When can we do that, right? Or um, I'm thinking of this, actually. What if we do this instead, right? Something really quickly, and, um, and again, the goal is momentum. You just, you're just trying to create that velocity. You're not trying to be at the peak because if you're looking to, to kind of be at that peak, you need to carve out a little bit more time perhaps, right? Because you need to, to build up that energy level in the beginning and at the end to ramp things up to that peak level. So I think 
how do you maximize 15 minutes? I know that some people, when they have to respond to like 15 emails, sometimes it takes them an hour or two. So now what I do a lot of times with people who I enjoy uh, communicating with and people who are, who are in my newsletter even, who responded and say, hey, Talia, I love this. What about that? What, I have a question on this. Sometimes I just take this beautiful 15 minutes as an opportunity to serve them, right, in this way, in even as small of a way that, um, that I can and just kind of get that momentum going. And you'd be very surprised how much freedom you will get even just from doing something like this, right? So 15 emails in 15 minutes. I wanted to share this uh, perhaps as a challenge for you. Right. So in the morning before you open up your email, right, let's say that you um, usually work out in the morning, go work out. Right. And don't check your email. Don't do all that just yet. Work out when you're finished working out. And in that 15 minutes after you work out, when you're like maybe stretching or you're kind of drinking some water and hydrating. Right. And let's say that that takes you 15 minutes. How about you use that time to uh, just do this rapid, just light touches, just beautiful ways to get that momentum rolling. And then once that 15 minutes is done, close it out, move on to something else. I want to challenge you. I, I'm so excited even just thinking about this because this is going to give you so much freedom. Gone are the days that you spend a sitting down for hours upon hours trying to send emails back or trying to um, schedule things on the calendar, right? It doesn't have to be perfect. Remember, momentum over mastery. Um, And yes, of course, there's time to focus on mastery, but um, is this the right time? Is 15 minutes the right time to do it? Usually for most people, not the case. 15 minutes to create momentum, but what that gives you is you win back the hour and a half, that two hour that it would have taken you to, to do it in this 15 minutes. Yes, I'm so excited. So that's one thing that you can do. Momentum over mastery. Get it started when you're in grocery store, making dinner, um, you know, you're out shopping, whatever, driving, subway, at the shop, who cares, whatever. It doesn't matter. Hanging out with your friends, waiting for people to arrive when you meet up with them. doesn't matter. Um, If you have this 15 minutes, see if you can try to, just for a fun exercise, uh, maximize this. That's one thing that you can do. Now, the second thing that you can do, and I'm so excited for, for you to share, uh, to, to hear this, because when I start to be absolutely um, aware of what's happening here uh, on uh, point number two here, I was like, oh my goodness, why did I not do this all along? So uh, the second point that I want to share with you and a second um, hidden technique that you can use to maximize even just minutes of your day is that what I realized is that when I have my phone um, with me and I'm on the go, there is a consistent scrolling happening, right? I'm constantly scrolling through, right? It doesn't matter what it was, uh, internet browsers, I'm maybe, you know, looking at my my, uh, emails we were just talking about, right? If you're on socials, this is the case as well, you're scrolling. So you're realizing that your thumb just mindlessly going up and down or left to right, right? Moving along. And so there's this scroll problem happening with our thumb. And I'm realizing that whenever that happens, I wasn't taking control of my time. And rather, right, 
the thumb was taking control of my day. And I spent uh, it ridiculous hours, and I'm, just sh- I'm ashamed to even say it, but I spent a ridiculous amount of time constantly scrolling and constantly looking through things that, you know, wouldn't even change anything, you know, in, in the work that I wanted to do and the meaningful uh, work that I wanted to do while I share and, and serve other people. And so I started to shift that when I have my thumb on my computer, or on my tablet or on my device, I started changing its movement and moving it towards um, getting it to actively uh, you know, move, essentially take steps, right? And type things and type, um, again, draft a, um, I don't know, a, a newsletter, let's just say, or draft a, an outline of an episode or, um, you know, talk to some of our power guests, right? And use that opportunity to be more active rather than passive. So I wanted to kind of share this with you because I don't think we realize just how much we are passively scrolling rather than actively taking steps with our hands and fingers and getting it to move with momentum rather than trying to scroll for mastery that we're not going to get by scrolling. (laughs) So it's so funny because when I discovered this, I was like, oh my goodness, what have I been doing all along? This is why I felt like I didn't have time for anything because my thumb was just at the mercy of the screen, right? Scrolling, moving listlessly, gliding without thought and without soul almost. Like there's, it's almost like this separate entity from my body, you know? And it, it just wasn't a good feeling when you realize that you haven't been uh, again, having this uh, huge ownership over what you do. And without you realizing, you know, that notification of screen time, you've spent an hour on, on screen, you've spent two hours and three hours go by. And then, uh, you know, and then you realize that some of the more important things that you need to do in your life haven't got done. So um, when I started doing this, I realized that getting my hands and fingers to start taking steps, active steps, was huge because when I'm moving, right, I'm realizing that there's activity. It's kind of like an exercise. And I'm realizing that, okay, um, what's the result here? You know, did I send that email? Did I, um, you know, get this episode out? Did I kind of, you know, do all of these things and prepare for uh, whatever, you know, a webinar that I'm going to do, right? All of these things. It's very interesting because when you're scrolling through, um, you know, you'll start to realize that you're going you're gonna to keep drowning down. And so beyond that, though, that's the second thing, of course, beyond that, though, I want to kind of emphasize how um, there is in in some in another episode on this podcast, I had shared that it is so crucial to take ownership over your life and definitely over your day before your life and work and your day take over you and take ownership over you and own you. That's not what we want. So what I've even done, um, and I'm so, so grateful that I've discovered this because I don't know where I would be if I haven't discovered this. I've even done, gone to a point where, you know, with the exception of a few emergency situations, I've even gone to a point where I realize that when I'm in the presence of my kiddos, for instance, um, I have my devices elsewhere. Now, I know that doesn't work for everyone. I know that that's not something that perhaps you want to hear but just kind of this invisible 
constant companion relationship that we have with our devices is a little bit unnerving, right? Think about that. For years and years and years, we never have this robotic existence. And I'm not saying that it's all evil. I don't think that that's the case at all. It's just, I think it's become this overpowering technology if we don't pay attention to it, if we don't pay attention and thoughtfully uh, figure out how do we want to use this meaningfully. So I actually only use my devices when I'm working at certain hours. And when I'm in the presence of my friends, my family, definitely when I'm out, you know, on a trip or whatever, hanging out in the mountains, going hiking, um, skiing and all of these things, those devices, I sometimes I don't know even where they are. And, and it's kind of it's this beautiful, liberating feeling when I have this amazing freedom, knowing that things still get done, but um, that I, I'm not controlled by it. Right. So. As a whole, I think I want to encourage you to consider these three approaches. The first one is maximizing that 15 minutes uh, by gaining momentum and not focusing on mastery. So momentum over mastery, just get started, get something out there. doesn't have to be perfect. Nobody cares anyway. (laughs) It's something that I've discovered. Most people are too busy to pay attention to little mistakes. And um, of course, there are, there's a time when that's, uh, a little bit more important, but uh, and then that you have to dedicate to to make sure that all of it comes out and ship beautifully, of course, of course. But um, in that fifteen minute time frame, you know things that are mindless, things that shouldn't take up too much brain power, you can get them uh, the momentum started. That way, you're not burning too much energy starting and stopping times ten every day, right? Uh, because you're already out there. Now, the second thing, of course, as a recap, get your hands and fingers moving and start using them to take steps rather than passively scrolling, right? Actively take steps, not passively scrolling uh, with your devices. Take ownership over it. Gain back that ownership because, you know, your work and your life and people around you, your your people that you serve, they're going to thank you for it. All the, I guarantee you, they are so going to be thankful for it. And um, the way that I know, thirdly, that I've been doing that, as I mentioned, is that I allocate specific times when, um, I, when I'm doing this, when I'm maximizing 15 minutes here and there. And it doesn't mean that if I have 15 minutes free and I'm, in, I'm hanging out with my, my friends and family that I'm going to do it. Rather, I do it when you know, there's not much human interaction. I could go grocery shopping right after my workout, whatever it is. That way, you suddenly find that you get so much done and it's just this beautiful feeling at the end of the day when you're like, that's gone. You know, all of that, I, I did like 20 things and I didn't even feel like I dropped sweat, right? Because you have this momentum carrying you. It's almost like you are rowing a boat and the tide was rising because, uh, and you didn't have to push that boat out because the water takes you out. The water takes you to that horizon, right? Beautiful, beautiful reframe. And I want you guys to try it out because I guarantee you it's going to be so much fun. And if it doesn't work for you, revisit it, improve it, right? Find ways and versions of these steps that could work for you because, uh, yeah, because you just want to be able to not have to say for the first time in a long time that you don't have time. You want to be, be able to 
just have an opportunity to say, yeah, sure, for sure. When an opportunity comes around that you can go, absolutely, not a problem. I got all these other things taken care of. Of course, let's do it, right? So exciting, you guys. So much stuff to kind of digest, unpack. And I wanted to give this to you guys who have been listening and um, use it, right? Deconstruct it, right? Uh, Beat it down (laughs) to, to your liking and use it for your day and your week and your month and definitely your year because my heart goes out to all the small giants who haven't received the recognition that they deserve because there's always the feeling that there's not enough time. So I want that to no longer be an, an issue and I want to make things possible. And these are this is a small thing that can really create big wins for you and can make a big, big impact. Something that we can all do more of, myself included. So Growth Solvers, so good having you here. Be sure to hit that follow, subscribe, add, collect, and download button because we are going to be sharing with you more episodes uh, on this and hearing stories from other people and how they've been doing it, what's their secret, what are they doing, and just fun, fun conversations as well with other people from all walks of life, all backgrounds, and all phases of their personal and professional development. And with that, you guys, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you. Be kind to one another and be kind to yourself as well. And with that said, I'll see you next time. Gross Solvers, I'll talk to you soon.